you can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Hey, Brendo, Steve here. And Lars. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Available wherever podcasts can be found. And of course, tape live at the Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash Steve and Larson. This weekend, it this weekend is going to be packed. We've got on Saturday, I believe on Fight TV, it says it's starting at 430 Pacific, 730 Eastern, if I'm not mistaken. That sounds right. Triple Mania Regias. Dos 2021, uh, six matches. The uh, expect the unexpected, as Vince McMahon likes to tell Austin Theory. Expect the unexpected, only real surprises there in AAA. This should be a blast. Uh, well, here's the thing everything's a surprise if you don't watch their weekly show, exactly. Exactly. Which, look, man, 2022, I'm going to be all about AAA every single week, every single show. Uh... Mm. I because pe- here's, here's this is I'm this pessimistic. Is, that's going to last more than a couple weeks. This would be the interesting thing. If I do that, will the shows be even like? Are will they actually be more? Well, will Triple Mania be more predictable? I kind of feel like they're just they just do, man. Like every single opportunity they have, they just throw curveballs at you. They got trios titles. Guess what? There's only two of them. <laughs> like what the heck, Triple A? Lucha Blog the other day posted. A picture of like there was some sort of crate with a bunch of titles in it uh, in Sammy oh, Guevara's yeah, 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 yeah. vlog, and there was yeah. just the mega championship in there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I saw that too. Triple A, man. Yeah. Anyways, uh, that's going to be fun. Uh, no, unfortunately, Triple Mania Reyes also is not going to be on Twitch as per usual because it's going to be on Fight TV. Yes. Uh, uh, the individual who usually streams it on Twitch said, hey, it's going to be available. I don't do that. So it's going to be there on uh, on Fight TV. I think it's twenty yep. bucks. So yep. Either come out, hang out with us, hang out with us. You can chat with us, or uh, you know, without paying for the pay per view, or just paid plunk down twenty bucks, watch along with us. Either way, it should yeah. be a blast. It'll be a fun show. And then, of course, on Sunday we're going to do a live watch along, no recap afterwards of uh, War Games, uh, which you know we get to see what the first big blow off show. For uh, I mean, I know they did Halloween Havoc, but this is like a real, this is like their version this of a takeover, like I guess. Yeah, it's pay per view, basically. That's what it says. Um, so well, it doesn't say takeover. That's the thing. It doesn't say takeover, but it does say pay per view. Um, yes. So yeah, we're gonna be uh, doing a live watch along for that, which uh, you know, it's two point So this probably be, uh, there's some good matches. There's gonna be some good matches. There are. Good there are. Match. We're not doing any official predictions for it. We'll. we'll, we'll give our picks kind of but during the show we're not going to do picks for titles or anything we're saving all that for january right? yeah we're saving all that stuff for january the titles are locked we're doing some new stuff um we'll, we'll we'll talk about that more publicly once all the details are solidified but speaking of which yes. yesterday on friendo club tv which is the bonus the bonus going in raw episode that you get every tuesday uh we talked about where we were in 2021 and what changes we want to make to the show in 2022 what was the best the best idea for a name change that we had? What was it? Do we remember? That wasn't Russell Farts? 
I guess it was Russell Farts. Yeah, but I still say that needs to be yours. You need to make that as the New Year's resolution, man. 2022, can you please launch that Russell Farts channel? Think Maybe what I'll do is like what you do with the face app stuff. Yeah. I'll take classic wrestling clips that just add fart noises to it. That would be huge. <laughs> I would love that. You you probably make a mint off that, by the way. Uh, so yeah, that's going All on. Right, that's, that, that idea is out there publicly. If anybody steals it, this evidence was my idea. Boom. I believe this is you claiming that is that's pretty uh, much me trademarking and copywriting. That's my intellectual property. That's now. legal, man. That's legal. Uh, so anyways, yeah, that's good stuff. And, uh, yeah, so we're going to talk about, uh, the, uh, the, the final NXT before war games and our predictions for how that show is going to go down, uh, in just a moment here. But first, uh, I know we've all been waiting ooh, for this Vince McMahon documentary. This is supposed to be the greatest documentary in the history of mankind. Or something like that. Didn't somebody well, didn't somebody say, "Oh, this should be absolutely just a oh, probably." <laughs> so I mean, I, I think I, mean, I think like Louis Dango or something like that was like, "Oh, this is going to be the best documentary ever." Depending on how this thing goes down, how kayfabe it's going to be. That's that going to be the could thing. be true. It could be. It could be. So uh, yeah, it was last October during one of their uh, uh, I think end of quarter financial calls that the WWE announced they are partnering with Netflix to produce documentary on the life. Of Vince McMahon. Since then, we haven't heard many details, but Stephanie McMahon spoke with Adam's Apple YouTube uh, channel and revealed that we could be seeing it as soon as next year. These transcripts are from WrestlingNews.co. I can't talk today. Had too much coffee, I think. This is what Stephanie had to say. Quote, is scheduled currently to release next year in 2022. The timing is still TBD. I'm equal parts excited and equal parts like really nervous about this documentary. I don't know what it's going to say but it's going to capture his life and his story, which it so richly deserves to be told. Can, can these people say three lines without telling a lie? I don't know what it's going to say, but I'm going to, it's going to capture his life and his story, which so richly deserves to be told. This could be, this documentary could be absolutely fascinating. Absolutely. Fa Vince is a strange fella. Or... It could be they could take the same approach they have with the ruthless aggression documentary. Oh, that's that what Vince's it's like. That's what it's totally. going to be. I'm just saying if be. somebody endeavored to make an actual if like the, the dark side fellas endeavored yeah. to finally make their Thanos their end game. And it was just on Vince McMahon, like a 10 part docuseries on that. Oh, my gosh. It, I mean, it could be absolutely shocking. Yeah. Uh, but. That's not what this is going to be. It still might be pretty interesting. I mean, I'm, I'm sure that Vince is probably going to throw him a couple bones because they're going to be like, okay, this can't be a whole fluff piece. Can you yeah. give us some stuff that we can I'm work with here? They'll, they'll throw in. They'll throw in, I feel like, any sort of controversial things that Vince came out on the winning end of, like the steroid trial. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. I think anything like that. Like the Monday Night Wars. I obviously have to talk about that, but of course I'll talk about that from the perspective of Vince. He won, you know? Well, I think what's going to be maybe most interesting and maybe he'll be, maybe they'll try to keep that to the truth because it was a lot of business dealings was his takeover. The ter was nationalizing wrestling, was nationalizing WWF and basically yeah. putting the territory system out of business, you know? Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. That could be really interesting uh, and I'm not sure. 
I mean, I'm sure there are probably all sorts of shady deals and shenanigans going on with regards to that because there were a ton of territories that uh, that basically he put out. Um, but his thoughts on transforming the industry and basically monopolizing it, uh, I, I, I would imagine being the, the uber capitalist he is, will probably be fairly unfiltered. That wouldn't shock me if he was unapologetic about what he did in the, you know, back then. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, but, you know, some of the, some of the more, you know, potentially salacious things that's going to be though, that stuff is going to be buried under the rug for sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I think save for the stuff where he came out, like, for example, the steroid trial, obviously they're going to talk about that. Yeah. You know? sure. yeah, yeah. But yeah, any, any sort of like maybe a lesser reported or previously unknown stuff. Yeah. Yeah, no, they're not going to they're not going to touch that. Probably. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, so I don't know. It'll it, it's definitely going to be an interesting watch, regardless of how much it's 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 kayfabe or not. And if it ends up being, you know, shockingly candid. Great. I'd be surprised. Awesome. Yeah. I would be shocked. <laughs> then, it, then it has the potential to be pretty good. Yeah. But I mean, come on. You know, I don't know what it's going to say. You guys know exactly. WWE's got every they're not going to say anything. WWE doesn't want them to say. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Quid pro quo, man. <laughs> you want our involvement? Guess what? We get we get final cut. Yeah, exactly. We get complete approval of every aspect of it. Yeah. This is yeah, this is gonna be the closest thing to a Logan Roy documentary, man. <laughs> <laughs> Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly. Which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Anyways, uh, so yeah, War Games is coming up. We had the uh, uh, the go home episode of NXT 2.0. Uh, the episode was, I guess, fine enough you know i thought the first hour was pretty solid yeah because they felt i feel like they focused on on wrestling and and advancing stories and ring and i felt like the whole episode kind of came to a grinding halt with the with the joe gacy segment mm. because it was long mm -hmm. it 
took forever to get anywhere. Mm-hmm. And then when it, they finally started with the wrestling aspect of it, like Diamond Mine came out. I don't know. I just didn't. I felt like that was far and away the least interesting part of the show. Yeah. Um. And it really pumped the brakes on what was shaping up to be. I thought a pretty decent episode. Like the opening match was awesome. The ladder yeah. match between oh, yeah. Kaylee Ray and Dakota Kai, and the main event was really good too. I thought the main event was pretty solid. That opener was really good. I agree with that. Um. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. It's 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 fine. Like. You know, Legato del Fantasma versus Kyle O'Reilly and Von Wagner. You know, it's it's it was it's, fine. It's it's it was fine. all right. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I agree with the Joe Gacy. I'm I'm generally a pretty big fan of Joe Gacy. I see what you're saying with that. Uh, I'm curious to get your thoughts on how that match is going to turn out. Um, well, you want to just jump right into that? Well, we can talk about how we think War Games is gonna is gonna shake out. Let's go ahead and do that. Absolutely. So first right. up, we've got. Women's war games. Uh, I th- I kind of feel like just given the level of uh, of of competition here between this one and the men's one, the women's one is going to be the superior match. Uh, you got Raquel Gonzalez, Io Shirai, Cora Jade, and Kaylee Ray versus Dakota Kai and Toxic Attraction, Mandy Rose, Gigi Dolan, and JC Jane. Um, I mean, they're billing this one. I think less. As 1.0 versus 2.0, this is like just a yeah. lot of grudge match going on here. Yeah. So this is sort of like less about the future of NXT, although Toxic Attraction obviously is a big deal. I would have a, a hard time betting against Toxic Attraction, so I wouldn't do that. I, I My pick right here is Toxic Attraction. So Kaylee Ray, we'll get to the 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 the, the details here in a minute. She won the ladder match that opened this week's episode, so her team has the advantage. And you mentioned the pre-show that uh, history tells us that if you have the advantage, you lose the War Games match. For, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. And if you exclude, if you exclude the first match, which was like a, a three-team affair. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. All the rest of them, if you have the advantage, you lose the match. No, obviously, maybe this is the year they start bucking that trend. I don't know, but yeah, continue. Um. It's not an easy pick. No, yeah. it's not. It's not. And Toxic Attraction has won a lot, but Cora Jade did get a win, a legitimate win over Mandy Rose. On Mandy yeah. Rose, yeah, yeah, and then yeah, I'd probably go with Toxic Attraction, Dakota Kai. Although they could do a thing where, where Dakota Kai is just not working out with Toxic Attraction, that ultimately cost them the match. But you know, it's not like uh, the other team uh, is exactly a, a team that is known to work together well. You know, there's some stories between everybody involved there or a lot of them involved there. So, sure, Toxic Attraction and Dakota Kai. Sure, Mm -hmm. they'll probably win. I mean, it's a bigger bigger celebratory moment if, obviously, if, you know, Raquel, Io. I mean, that's a pretty powered-up team right there. You got Raquel, Io. Even if you take Cora Jade out, you got Kaylee Ray, Io Shrine Ray, all former champions. Mm -hmm. Um, It's hard to bet against that. But also, Kaylee, you know, you got, like you said, all those sort of – a uh, 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 toxic chemistry issue, so to speak. Kaylee yeah. Ray is literally her gimmick is Smash Room participant, yeah, uh, Rage Room, whatever. Uh, yeah, 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 Io Shirai literally doesn't like anybody, yeah. And then uh, Raquel, Ra- Raquel Gonzalez has always been a bit of a you know a lone wolf as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, but if we are doing confidence points, this would be the match I'd have the least confidence in. 
yeah, I would, dude. I'll be honest. I have no like. There's one match in here that I'm pretty sure I would have oh, there's all two my confidence confident. points. There's two. I'm pretty confident. In. Oh, and then yeah, yeah, the other one. Yeah, okay, I get that. Uh, one of them. This next one is Cameron yeah. Grimes versus Duke Hudson. All my confidence on Cameron Grimes. Win. All he's, my confidence. He's already lost some here. He trimmed up his beard. He cut his hair. He's got the Shawn Michaels 2003 bob is what he's got now. Looks terrible. You either go short or you go long. You don't go in between. Eh, not a great look, especially for him. Duke Hudson, he'll look the exact same. He loses nothing. And then he'll, uh, yeah. and two months from now, you won't notice any difference. Right. His hair will grow back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Within a, so, within yeah. a couple weeks, yeah. Yeah, Duke Hudson, totally losing this one. Cameron Grimes. Uh, next, Imperium versus Kyle O'Reilly and Vaughn Wagner for the tag titles. Imperium's totally winning this. Imp- Kyle O'Reilly's yeah. probably out the door. Yeah, um, wouldn't surprise me if Von Wagner's young boy, Kyle O'Reilly, eats the pin here. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah unless... he, he takes Imperium's finish and then... I mean, Kyle O'Reilly and Von Wagner have been on a bit of a tear. You don't think they're going to give him the titles? No, because Kyle O'Reilly, is no guarantee Kyle O'Reilly's going to remain with the with the company. Yeah, but if his contract, uh, you know, that's still another month before his contract would run out. Just take those titles right back off him. No, Imperium's going to win this. All right. It's a good, strong win for Imperium. I, I, I would hesitate to uh, to bet against Imperium as well. This next one is interesting because I feel like you have to put that title on Joe Gacy to make anything interesting out of the Cruiserweight Championship. But I don't know if they want to go that weird with it. So you got Roderick Strong, the champion from the Diamond Mind. And you got uh, uh, Joe Gacy. Of course, he's got Harland with him also, which is mm-hmm. a pretty big equalizer, you know? Yeah, but Roderick's got, got the rest of Diamond Mine with him. He's got the Creed Brothers, Ivy Nile. Yeah, and they usually factor into matches. Yeah, like all the time. Joe Gacy is the kind of guy who can eat a loss and come up smiling and be happy with it. I mean, that's yeah, just sort of yeah, his Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, exactly. This should be probably the best straight-up wrestling match on the card, though, because Joe Gacy is a hell of a wrestler. Obviously, Roderick Strong is like mm-hmm. probably a top-10 mm-hmm. you know, actual wrestler in WWE. Um, so this should, as long if, if it's not too overbooked, the meat of this match should be killer. It should be really yeah, good. Yeah, it should. It should. Yeah, yeah and I, and I'm sure Joe Gacy wins. I don't know. I don't know. That's why I'm happy we're not doing predictions for this, because apart from two matches, I don't know. Yeah, there's a whole lot of I don't know here. Um, if I if I had to pick, if I had to pick, okay, so I guess we can talk about this then. Channel points. My channel oh, yeah. points would be my channel points would be on Joe Gacy because right now, don't you just throw a lot of shit at the wall and see what sticks? Probably. Although the Probably. cruiserweight title is doing nothing, there's really no. Yeah competitors for it no you put no. it on joe gacy he makes it an open weight title give him a custom title mix it up a little bit there in nxt yeah yeah i think that'd be a good idea mm-hmm. yeah. yeah uh and then pro- finally probably the main event you got team 1.0 that's champa gargano peter dune la knight taking on team 2.0 that's braun carmelo hayes grayson waller and tony d'angelo uh so i've been saying for weeks shoe in the 2.0 wins but thinking about it more no, 1.0 is winning. I'm with the you, story. Man. The story of this whole thing is 2.0. Sure, they're talented. They expect to be pushed to the top immediately without the benefit of experience. They mock those with experience, uh, and they're going to be taught a harsh lesson that experience matters. I don't see anybody cheering going home happy if 2.0 wins this. 
And I do feel like you kind of got to do that. Um, everybody be very excited if 1.01. You know, they should do. They should have this be, hey, this match is for 1.0 or 2.0. If 1.0 wins, he goes back to the black and yellow. Um, oh, wow. That No, you know, that would have been actually a really cool angle. Like, you could have kayfabed the very DNA of the show. Yeah. That could have been really neat. Um, that being said, you also have a massive, massive wild card out there in the form of Dexter Loomis. You know, Carmelo and Trick broke his hand. And uh, and so he's going to be a bit of a wild card here as well. Yeah, yeah um, So, yeah, I, I got I know that, you know, Gargano could eat the pin if he is on the way out, which all I'll, signs I'll, seem to confirm. I'll give you the name of the person who's eating the pin. Wait, 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 wait. Waller. Yeah, yeah. I mean, dude, here's the thing. You've got Grayson Waller and Tony D'Angelo that could both easily eat a pin here. Although they do kind of protect Tony D'Angelo. They do. They do. He, I don't think really he hasn't lost a match yet. So Grayson Waller is eating that pin. If 1.0 wins, yeah. Grayson Waller is eating that pin. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. Um, and then and then I think that does lead, you know, this, this will probably be the experience that Braun Breaker needs. To, to finally beat Tommaso Ciampa. And like we saw in the match last night between him and Gargano, there was a couple times where Gargano lured him in. Yeah, right. Yeah, Just like Ciampa did. Yeah. Yeah. Did that with the ladder spot. Yeah. Totally. The ladder spot and the slingshot spear. Mm-hmm. He lured him right in for that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, uh, the, if if that's the story they're running with with the 2.0 guys, then right, and you, you can even have Carmelo Hayes be the one member of, of 2.0 who, you know, he obviously has way more experience than anybody else on that team. Yeah. Try to walk them through that during the match saying, no, let's do this. And yeah. everybody else like, no, we don't need experience. We're young and talented and post on social media. We're going to grab that brass ring now. And despite Carmelo be saying, Hey, listen to me, they don't, they lose. And that causes that, that could lead to some interesting stories between the 2.0 guys. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. I think that 2.0 is kind of a, yeah, they're they're a ticking time bomb. So uh, yeah, we're on the we're on the same page there. So uh, so yeah, once again, join us on the Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Stephen Larson for War Games. It's it is an absolute shame that this year we did not get to hear. I know no Regal, no Regal this year. What a bummer. Anyways, uh, before we get to our NXT 2.0 recap, I want to give a quick thanks to our new patrons over at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. So we have uh, uh, your, uh, if, if you listen to this in the audio realm and you're interested, if you're like, hey, you know, I love going and raw, but I'm not huge on sitting through ads for stuff, which, you know, we use to, to, to pay the bills around these parts. But uh, we do have an option. If you don't want to hear going in raw with ads, you can listen to the show without ads over at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. $5 a month gets you not just a show ad free, it also gets you both bonus episodes that we do every single week, uh, ad free as well. Uh, and uh, if you don't, if you don't care about the bonus stuff, and you're like, yeah, five dollars a little steep, but three dollars would be good. We have a three dollar option, but that's at goingandrod.supercast.tech. You can get the show ad free there as well. Um, so for three dollars a month, quick shout out here to Ryan Gorman, Tomas Michalski, and Sokin Rose for. Uh, oh, and uh, uh, Red Hand John and Irish Bengal for uh, your support over there on the Patreon. And Thank I do also much. have, for uh, for those watching us on the YouTube that are new YouTube channel members or have re-upped your membership, 
Chris Cowley, Scotty Furness, Wyatt Robinson, Trailer Park Icons, uh, Alyssa Leggett, and Jacob McDonald. Thank you very much for re-upping your YouTube channel thank membership. You thank you. Thank we you. Thank you. We appreciate it here at Going In Raw. Uh, let's get into this recap here. So the show opened up with you got uh, EO's team and then Toxic Attraction, Dakota Kai. They're like both walking through the, 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 the backstage area of the CWC. They meet on the ramp. They start fighting each other. Mm-hmm, Brawl yeah. breaks out. Yeah. And that leads into uh, the first bout of the evening. Kaylee Ray, Dakota Kai, ladder match. Determine who gets the advantage. At War Games, hell of a bout. Hell yeah. of a bout. Oh yeah, a lot this of really fun match. spots. Yeah, uh, uh, you know, you got you got a, a that bit where Kaylee Ray is looking for the gory bomb on the floor. Dakota Kai escapes that, uh, hits like a spinning DDT type thing, sending Kaylee Ray into the corner of the ring steps. Ow! Yeah, that was cool. And then uh, eventually Kaylee Ray ends up hit flinging Kai into the ring steps, hits a suicide dive, uh, hits like a forward reverse suplex type deal on the ladder. Kai starts working over Kaylee Ray's knee. They go out to the floor. Kaylee Ray hits a gory bomb on the announce table. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, Kaylee Ray climbs the ladder. Kai knocks her off. Uh, Kaylee Ray grabs Kai by the foot, and then Dakota boots her uh, <sighs> off her foot and then hits a double stomp oh, off the ladder. That, that was, was rough. Great. That was awesome. Yeah, that was That great. was great. The finish saw Kaylee Ray kind of trap Dakota Kai in the ladder, her, like trap her feet underneath one of the rungs, hits a super kick, climbs, gets the briefcase. Her team has advantage. Yep, yep, which uh, you would think maybe would mean that uh, they're going to lose and yeah, toxic attraction. They're a big deal right now. They are, but I could, I could totally see this yeah. going either way. Either way, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Uh, after that, we had an Andre Chase Matt Chat question in the form of his Twitter promo. He says Grimes tried to embarrass him. He's not going to stand for it. Grimes is going to catch a Chase University ass whooping. Yeah. Uh, so we get grizzled young veterans in the locker room. They're trying to break into somebody's locker. Okay, that's terrible. But God damn it, jacket time makes me laugh. Jacket time funny. really makes me laugh. I was cracking up at this last night. I wanted to watch it again. It was funny. So so Gibson tells Drake, "You're on lookout. I'm gonna handle the operation." So literally, Drake is looking in one direction. Uh, yeah. Ikemenjiro walks in, and and and. Gibson's like, all right, come on, get, shh, be quiet. It's a very sensitive operation. So he starts shushing him. Shh. Yeah. And Jiro starts shushing back. Shh. Yeah. And then uh, Kushida walks in. And he keeps on repeating, sensitive operation. Sensitive yeah. operation. And so Briggs and Jensen come in. They say, hey, what are you guys doing? And Grizzly Young Veterans, they get the hell out of there. Yeah. And the jacket time shh, shushes them. Sensitive them, operation. Very sensitive operation, yes. <laughs> Oh, man. It is one of those things. You got to see it to appreciate it. Um, after that, we had Andre Chase <clears throat> versus Cameron Grimes. Uh, Grimes gets the win here. He made with quick it. work of Andre Chase. <laughs> this was a really fast match. I love Andre. This dude can eat all the losses in the world. As long as I keep on doing those vignettes where he's yelling at people, I'll, I'll continue to like Andre Chase. I think he's pretty great. <clears throat> so, oh, sorry. Excuse me. So Grimes hits a cave in for the win. Uh, Duke Hudson shows up on that 2.0 perch. Congrats, congratulates him on his final victory with a full head of hair. He says uh, he had a guy put together some photoshops Ugh. of what he looked like with no hair. Now, Larson, just yesterday, just yesterday in the morning over at Wrestle Juice, I posted an NXT 2.0 face app video where I did the same damn thing. 
bald with mustaches is my thing. And now you know. Duke Hudson shows up. He shows up. Hold on. Don't interrupt me. He shows up. Just stop. I don't interrupt me, please. It's about to put you over, but I guess I won't now. He, they stole my gimmick, man. Well, here's the thing. You use a, 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 a an app on your phone to do that, and the, the results of those are way better than this guy who apparently photoshopped this stuff. Yeah, what the hell? These photoshops did not look good. Yeah, man. They look bad. They look very bad. They're all terrible. Anyways, uh, Duke tells Grimes, I'm going to give you a real reason to cry on Sunday, and then Grimes throws Chase back in the ring, goes under the ring, and there's like a, 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 a plastic storage container, goes in there, gets some clippers. Yeah. Goes into the ring and they want to chase his students. The, the dude with the long blonde hair pulls Chase out of the ring. Grimes is about to cut Andre Chase's hair. So then Grimes grabs a mic, tells Duke, I'm going to shave you ball to war games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Duke is so Duke, Duke is not really fit for these comedy gimmicks. I think he, he really think he, he plays everything so straight. Which sort of has its own absurdist comedy in its, in its uh own. Yeah, but it seems to be an ill fit for what NXT 2.0 is trying to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I know. I agree. Totally. He's over it, dude. He's like, I thought I was going to excel at 1.0. He Oscar was on main roster for a bit. He was in, in a tag team with Shane Thorne with uh, MVP as their, as their manager. That was literally like, like a week one, and a half. Yeah, it was like a week, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's great. Anyways, uh, after that, uh, we had an Idris. How do you pronounce his last name? I didn't catch uh, it. Enofe? Enofe. Enofe, I believe. So, Amped Up Wrestling down in SoCal. That's where this dude comes out of. He did apparently oh. the Vegas tryouts, and uh, and now he's on TV. Wow. Man, that was fast. I know, right? But, no, they had a big send-off for him. Shout out to Amped Up Wrestling. Yeah, that's Dude who awesome. runs it, if I'm not mistaken, is a friendo. Yeah, that's um, cool. That's so Down cool. there in SoCal. Because me, me and the Enforcer were watching, and I was like, because I'm following this guy on Instagram, mm-hmm. and I didn't know why. Because it was like I was like, okay, so I noticed, because I had noticed he was on 205 last week. And I was like, what's going on? Why, why am I following this person? He's just a new 2.0 guy. And I was like, and then I started putting two to go two, two and two together last night. I was like, and me and Enforcer at the same time. And Enforcer was like, wait a second. I know this guy. I'm like, yeah, he was amped up. He's like, yeah, I'm amped up. So cool. I, I love seeing, see, man, you go support your yeah. indie wrestling and you never know within a couple months, you might see your dude in 2.0 or AW darker yeah. elevation. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome, man. That was what? Three months, right? Yeah. Three months. That's Talented great. guy. Yeah. That's great. So after that, we have uh, all a team 2.0 in the ring for an interview. Uh, Melo says, you're looking at the future of WWE. Says Gargano has done it all. Um, you know, one huge matches, so on and so forth. But he, Carmelo, is the A champ. Because then when he shoots, he doesn't miss. Grayson Waller's next. He says, all the uh, 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 hot dog and a handshake guys <laughs> want them to come in and carry their bags, tie their boots. Instead... All the 2.0 guys slapped them in the face and put on social media because that's what a good sports entertainer does in 2021. And then talks a bunch of trash about LA Knight. Next up is Braun Breaker. He says Champa uh, comes out, calls my puppy, throws out a, some math references. Mm-hmm. Keeps talking about how he's going to drown in his own inexperience. He preaches about his 17 years of experience. Says if you want to overlook Team 2.0, that's fine. They're winning on Sunday. And then after he does that, uh, he's coming for that NXT title. This dude, it, Braun is so looking past war games. <laughs> he is so even like when Waller was talking right before he Waller got done with his, and Braun was just like, "Okay, it's my turn to talk now. I want to talk now." Yeah, no, I hey, know. Hey, champ, I'm coming for your title. I don't care about again, war games. Again, inexperience. 
Mm-hmm. Try to rush through everything. Yep, you got to soak in the moment the, because yes. it's not about wins and losses. It's about wins and learns. It's about wins and learns. So Tony D'Angelo is next. He says, those four guys on Team uh, 1.0 paved the road. We're walking on to war games, but that road has got a bunch of potholes, and we're going to fill those potholes with their heads. <laughs> like, it's, wow. pretty, it's pretty violent, huh? It is very violent. Yeah. So he's coming for Pete Dunn this Sunday. They're going to bring their best because they're going to need it. And then Braun is announced as the competitor in the ladder match. He says he'll gladly fight. Then he's interrupted by Gargano. He says the, the 2. 2.0 kids live in a fantasy land. They're out there talking about how they're going to beat Team 1.0. But if it wasn't for guys like him, John Gargano, they wouldn't have a ring to stand in. And they want to bury all that. Well, they're going to get that opportunity tonight. It starts with you, Braun, the big bad booty nephew himself. Hey, are they? Can they just goddamn call the guy Steiner? I know. It's because, that shit's uh, going to get old. It it's is. Gonna, it's already starting to get there. I know. So uh, Gargano says, "I'm not here all by myself." He says, "How about you show the people that you're a real man? A real like man. Um, leave your team in the back tonight. People want to see a one-on-one ladder match between the two of us." And Braun says, "Fine, I'll leave my team in the back tonight." I'll gladly kick your ass. Yeah. Yeah. And then he, st- it was weird because then he just started ripping a promo on Ric Flair. That was, that was, that was sort of out of place. He's a butt sucker. <laughs> Nobody's a big jackass. I'd slept with all the wives of the people in the locker room. Whoa, Braun. Channeling your uncle there. Anyways, that didn't happen. But what did happen next was a Legato Del Fantasma interview. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie. And we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie. And we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, uh, Joaquin Wild says we've already beaten Kyle O'Reilly and Von Wagner. Raul's like, no excuses, man. Rope, no rope, uh, uh, no excuses for them. And Santos says, uh, Santos, by the way, looked like a really jazzed up preacher man. His outfit was awesome. It was so great. He says, uh, uh, he says, uh, fellas, go out there and write your next chapter. And then Electra Lopez says, after war games, they're going to be draped in gold. I'll believe it when I see it. Because, well, they won't because they didn't even win this match last no, night. No, uh, these guys lose constantly. It's a, it's sad because they look outstanding. They've they're, got they're great. They are they're great. They're great wrestlers. 
They look amazing. Electra looks like a million bucks. Santos looks like a million. That cape that Joaquin was wearing. Oh, my God. But then they don't win any matches ever. I know. It's kind of lame. It's it kind of lame. Yeah. Uh, we're back with MSK. They're on the road. They're driving to meet the shaman. Uh, and they're having a conversation. And their GPS mm-hmm. uh, chimes in. He calls Nash Carter a dipshit. Yeah, that was shocking. Yeah. <laughs> and like, did you just call me a dipshit? Yeah, dipshit. They reached their destination. Uh, he says, that's the GPS says, you've reached your destination. It's only taken you five weeks. Your destiny is inside. And then uh, uh, Wesley tells the GPS, better watch its ass. And the GPS tells him to watch his ass. Yeah. He's getting upset. They eventually get out of the car. They're going to see the shaman. They walk up to a door. Nash Carter is nervous. He wants Wesley to knock. Wesley does. The door opens. There's a bunch of purple light and smoke in this room. You see the silhouette. You see the boots. The- you see the silhouette. Of this individual, but we probably will know who he is come war games. I'm thinking at war games, they're probably going to do the final thing, yeah, and it's the RVD. It's got to be RVD, right? Yeah, you think it's got to be RVD. Oh, that'd be so great. Hopefully, Katie Forbes shows up too. She's terrific. Yeah, yeah. Uh, after that, we had Legato del Fantasma versus Von Wagner and his young boy, Kylo Riley. Uh, 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 at a certain point, Zion Quinn walks to ringside. NXT rolls on. Lopez steps to Quinn. They circle each other. Then he attacks Santos. They brawl in through the crowd. Meanwhile, there's a match happening. Yeah. Uh, Von Wagner and Kyla Riley uh, hit uh, their their finisher. They've hit the old uh, Redragon finisher. Yeah, yeah, the high-low. The high-low thing, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, to get the win. Yeah, I'll, so they I'll will be, face Imperium. I'll be, it'll be, they, they really do need to get like a replacement young boy for Von Wagner when Kyla Riley leaves because he's still really kind of, like he doesn't know how to be a big man, you know. Like I think he needs to slow it down. He sees all these little guys running so fast and stuff, and I think Von Wagner tries to keep up. And I'm like, yeah. dude, you're a big man. Just lumber about, you know. Act big. Well, that's what Karrion Cross did. And you don't like it. Karrion Cross was he was Von Wagner's bigger than Karrion Cross. Yeah, he is. He's taller. Yeah, I don't know. You're right. I probably mm-hmm. still wouldn't like him. I'm just saying it'll, it'll be better if he like it. Could you imagine if Karrion Cross did try to keep up with the smaller guys? It'd be terrible. I think I think he did. No. I think he did try. Yeah, I don't know. That's why I didn't I, like him. He I didn't lumber he did about try. enough. I don't know. Oh, he wanted him to be more lumbering. Don't use my past against me, man. <laughs> <laughs> what good am I then? <laughs> <laughs> what good is this 25 years of chemistry if you can't bring exactly. up that shit? Exactly. Uh, after that, we had the Imperium interview. They start talking in Italian and German, but Bartel says, all right, let's give these people a chance to understand what we're saying. Yeah, what, what, I thought they had subtitles. Can you just bring back the subtitles? I know, guy? that was t- like the thing. It's like all these weeks, we understand everything you're saying because the, the subtitles show up as, the, as soon as the words leave your mouth. Right, like just bring that guy back, the guy the, the guy who knew you were going to say before you said yeah, it. Yeah, or the guy who's just like a, such a fast typer can instant t- like translate words you don't even say. Maybe right, other maybe other like TV channels like bigger programs caught on to how great their subtitle guy was. They're like, oh man, this guy's amazing. He's just gonna he could predict exactly what they're gonna say. Yeah, right. But anyways, he's like, it doesn't matter. That there's nobody. I assume that's gonna he's he's gonna say that's gonna beat them. But he gets interrupted by Kyle O'Reilly and Von Wagner. Uh, Kyle O'Reilly says, "We we bounce back, and now this team of misfits is one way a win one win away from becoming champions." It's not going to happen, Kyle. Yeah, and then Von Wagner calls them dumbasses. <laughs> this dude. Oh, man. I don't even know where to start with Von Wagner. I really don't. Like, that's the best he can come up with? Yeah, we're going to win, dumbasses. 
That's come on, man. Put a little bit of fucking effort. You into know it. what? I'll say this. Remember Baron Corbin was such a terrible trash talker at NXT. Awful. Yeah, Awful. but this is this. He was even better than this, though. I don't know. Go revisit that match he had against Apollo Crews at Takeover London. Yeah. Awful trash talk. Yeah, but Awful. was his promo that like when he was actually on a mic? Was it that bad? Yeah, he wasn't a good promo in NXT either. Give me a shot. Well, that was pre-NXT. Anyways, I'll have to go back and revisit. Maybe for Smash, I want to revisit some old uh, Baron Oh, that's a good idea. Good idea. Anyways, after that, uh, we had uh, Joe Gacy versus Roderick Strong video package. And then another one of these Tiffany Stratton video packages. Uh, I I do appreciate that for somebody who's supposed to be very pristine and sort of a, a bourgeois, if you will. Uh, the shot where it shows like her legs walking, she has like a giant rotted scab on her knee. <laughs> no doubt from wrestling training, because you know these wrestlers get pretty beat up. Yeah. But she's like walking, and it's like supposed to be like a Paris Hilton, and she has like this rotted, gnarly, Ugh. zombie flesh-looking scab on her knee. Jeez, Tiffany. Yeah, yeah. Uh, then we get the Joe Gacy inclusive invitational. So he he says, "I'm standing here." Uh, and this is the future of the cruiserweight division. This is what it's going to be. Uh, they believe that the reign of the current champion, Roderick Strong, has created a toxic, unrealistic environment for the NXT universe and all competitors. So, in the world of Joe Gacy, this division will no longer require a height requirement. It won't allow weight shaming. It won't allow gender bias to stand the way of progress. So tonight, I've invited three competitors to give, uh, so each of them give him their best as he prepares to defeat Roderick Strong at. Uh, He's about to say war games and pauses and then says conflict resolution. <laughs> so Gacy has his first match uh, against a dude who would be a cruiserweight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and pins the dude pretty quickly after a doctor bomb, I believe. He grabs the mic. Says, well, I, uh, let, let's pause really quick. I do appreciate sorry, it because I know you said that this sort of segment just sort of dragged everything down. And I don't disagree. I think the pacing, I, I like the idea of the segment. I think that it could have been executed just in a more snappy fashion. Yeah. The thing with Gacy, though, is his promos are never snappy. No, they're not. And they need to watch out with that because they are getting laborious. Um, mm-hmm. But I do really love that Gacy's whole thing is he gets in there and in all of his matches, he starts out. And this is why I love that he's just basically a flim flam man, right? He starts out and he tries to practice what he preaches. But it never lasts long at all because within moments of him trying to keep it like mat based sort of exhibition style, he just goes off. So like he's the first like, I don't know, three minutes of the match is like him and he's like, you know, he does the mat based stuff and he sort of backs off when he has an opportunity to like lay a dude out. But then when he's like, man, this just isn't really working and it's not going as fast as I want it to. He just starts doling this guy out some nasty ass blows. And I love when he goes hardcore like that. His offense is explosive. It's so much fun to watch. It's so aggressive. And that's what I really like about him is like, man, this guy is so transparently a dick that like he tries to like put up this sort of uh, uh, illusion. Yeah, yeah, right. This facade. But the subterfuge doesn't last because then he just starts blasting through people. And I, I yeah. like that about him. Yeah, that's 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 an interesting aspect of his character. The, the promo stuff, I, I always feel like it's so uneven. Like there's some aspects of it or some uh, segments that are solid. And there's some that's like, this is just going in circles, you know, he's, he's and it's so slow. 
he's made his he made his point already like two weeks ago, and it's just now it's just repetitive. And yeah. it's like just get to the invitational aspect of it, and the commentators, as it happens, can explain. Hey, because exactly. it's it's, it, it's self-explanatory. It really, you is. know, it really is. Uh, so next, um, so there was there was a dude, the dude he beat in the first match, who would you know you'd think prototypical cruiserweight. Yeah, small. Um, and they they didn't say the names of any of these competitors. So my apologies. There's there's one dude who's a super heavyweight. And there's a, a, a woman from the women's division. Who so is, after, yeah, I forget her name. She spent some time in AEW, though. Yeah, she looked familiar. Yeah, it was, uh, maybe somebody in chat will have her name. All right, so so she's next. Um, and right as they're about to lock up, Malcolm Bivens and Diamond Mind come out. Uh, Bivens says, Joe, we didn't need to cre- you didn't need to create the spectacle, but you know what's missing? Legitimacy. So how about uh, fight a legit fighter like Roderick Strong, like the Cruiserweight champion, uh, Bivens continues. It says Gacy has told everyone they're witnessing history tonight because this will be the first and last Gacy inclusive invitational on Sunday. Dime Mind is going to shut you up for good. And then Gacy tells Bivens there's no need for their aggression. He says, leave your people outside and allow me to have a word with Roderick Strong person to person. So Roddy and Bivens gets in the ring. Uh, Bivens says, Gacy, you've messed up now. Uh, Gacy asks Roderick Strong if he always allows Bivens to speak for him. And Strong says, I'm done with the talking. He decks Gacy. Uh, a melee breaks out. Gacy ends up hitting his handspring clothesline on Roderick Strong and then getting out of there. That handspring clothesline is like one of my favorite moves right now, too. It's Especially when there's like a whole brawl breaking out and all of a sudden this dude pulls out a... It looked great. I know, so he it, can maneuver through there, I know. It was Tesha Price. So okay. she's, had, she's she's been on NXT before and she's also uh, uh, spent some time in uh, AEW's uh, the Dark and Elevation, I think. Okay, okay. Yeah, that name rings a bell. Yeah. Uh, after that, we had a solo Sokoa interview. Uh, he has a match against uh, Idris Enofe tonight. Talks about that. And he says that uh, Enofe is about to step in the ring with the street champion of the island. And uh, then uh, Boa walks in like he has heartburn. You know, I love that because that's exactly what we're saying too. He looked like he was in desperate need of some Pepto, and yeah. he's like, he's like, you know, speaking his language. And Solo's like, dude, I'm sorry, I can't help you. I don't know, I, I don't know what you're saying. And uh, but you know, clearly he's being affected by the powers of uh, of Tian Sha. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, uh, Indy uh, and Persia are backstage. They get a phone call. It's a call from the oh, hospital. Hold on, we get the 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 solo. Sokoa oh, the actual and, and match happens. Matches yeah. next. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, for some reason, Robert Stone watches from the foot of the ramp. I don't know why he comes out. Oh, dude, so he's he's scouting uh, Idris and Ofe. He's got his his palm pilot. Little, yeah, his palm pilot or whatever out. He's got the stylus in one it's hand. Probably an android. You know why? Because he's a big dummy. Do you really want to get into that again? No. <laughs> um, it's NXT. Nobody watches this show. That's a fair point. They might be interested in the Vince documentary. Oh, you never know. Um, so anyways, Enofe uh, had a strong showing. In the end, though, he misses a 450. Uh, Solo hits a splash to get the win. And then Boa, as soon as like the three count is, 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 is called, Boa's there. Mm-hmm, yeah. and, and he's attacking Solo. Enofe uh, tries to make the save. Yeah, Boa takes, takes him out, too. And then they end up sort of uh, having a little moment, Enofe and, uh, and, and Solo Sokoa. They sort of, you know, head nod a little bit. Tag team in the future, maybe. I don't know. Maybe not. The more I see a solo, the more I like him. Oh, I love Solo Sokoa. His promos really are do. good. Yeah, man. Um, if they give him that, if they give him that freaking chip on his shoulder, because he's like you know the 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 solo guy of the island. They there there's so much you could mine there. 
Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. could mine there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Then we get the indie phone call thing. Yeah. So anyway, she gets a call from the hospital. The doctor says Loomis is gone. He's just disappeared, and she's all freaking out. And Persia's like, look, um, if you're going to have to do what you did two weeks ago, she says, uh, or she says, are you going to have to, are you going to, am I going to have to do what I did two weeks ago? And Indy's like, no, no, I got this. It's fine. You know, we'll, we'll tag up. Mm-hmm. And then she's okay. Our match is next. Let's go. But in the background, there's a lady sleeping on the couch in her pajamas and like a, an eye mask. And she sort of wakes up and then she, she sleeps. She gets back down. It's Mei Ying. They're re they're rebooking uh, Karen Q. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I forget. Right. She, I think so the, her, the name was out there somewhere. I forget. What yeah. It was. I kind of remember that too. I kind of remember yeah. that too, but seemingly a completely different guy. It'd be great if it was just Mei Ying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe she'll wake up and then the, that whole storyline was but a dream, you know? Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Wendy uh, Chu. We get... So White Brownie says Wendy Chu is going to be her name. Okay, that sounds familiar. Uh, then we got Zion Quinn. He's in the parking lot. He has a brief little interview, and then he walks up to Electra Lopez, and then she tells him, "You know, I wish you wouldn't mess with Bagado, but I respect someone who marches to the beat of their own drum." Wish you luck uh, in your match against Santos. Yeah, and then Zion's like, "Oh," and then he goes. To I know. His... I, li- I did like that because he takes a step and then looks around at the parking lot to make sure yeah. they're not there to attack him. And then he gets in his carrying cross, Damian Priest, Black Challenger. That that must be property of NXT car. Yeah, it's like okay, who's gonna be like the the cool badass guy? We'll give him the the black challenger. Yep. Um, all right. After that, we had Indy and Persia versus Elisa Leon and Valentina Faraz. Uh, Indy immediately is distracted, but in this case, it didn't really matter uh, because we're dealing with a couple jobbers here. So uh, uh, Leon and Faraz get the upper hand because Indy gets distracted. Mm-hmm. She gets the tag into Persia, though. She goes on a run and hits Leon with the TKO for the Yeah, win. it looked kind of like a TKO. Uh, then we had a uh, Draco Anthony video package. This was actually filmed pretty decently. Yeah. He was sitting and looked like a diner with a cup of coffee. He had mm-hmm. a voiceover to go with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I don't know anything about this guy. But, uh, you know, that's cool. Bring in some some new blood. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and then we had our main event: Johnny Gargano versus John. Braun. John versus Braun Breaker. Uh, and yeah, like he said, a lot of this was John using his experience to uh, trick Braun into doing what he wants him to do. There was a lot of great moments, though. You know, you can tell Johnny was sort of like guiding the match, but there are a lot of really cool spots. The part where Braun had the ladder on his, uh, oh yeah, yeah. on like his head, and he had like Johnny on it. That yeah. was great. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was some. There was some fun stuff. The Two bits, and I think we mentioned them earlier, where John really kind of lured Braun in, was he got back on the apron and acting like he was really selling just to get Braun to charge him so he could get an apron spear or a slingshot spear. And then later on, he, there's a ladder set up in the corner, uh, baits him in so he could get a drop toe hold into the ladder set up in the corner. Uh, and we mentioned that spot where he, Braun was looking for the press slam with the ladder. Instead, John escapes, hits a pair of super kicks with the ladder still around Braun's head. And Braun flings the ladder back as he takes a knee. And then throws a middle finger at John, uh, acting pretty defiant. John destroys him. That third super kick was stiff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So Braun eventually drives uh, Gargano to the corner. It puts Gargano on the top rope. They're training some strikes. Braun hits the Frankensteiner. He goes for his finish. Johnny reverses that into a DDT. So Gargano's climbing the ladder. Braun's climbing the opposite side. Johnny, again, kind of lures him in. Bang, hits him in the head with the briefcase. Mm-hmm. So Braun falls to the mat. He's back up pretty quickly, mm-hmm. gets up. He yanks Gargano off the ladder and pretty seamlessly right into his finish. It that was a great. pretty cool spot. It looked awesome. Yeah, it really did. And so Braun climbs, gets the briefcase. So I guess if one thing, 
yeah, he got lured into some situations that benefited Gargano, but Braun seemed to bounce back from those situations a lot quicker than he did, get, than he did against Ciampa. He did, yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, you know, as long as we tell the story of Braun learning how to figure it out, then then I'm all in on him getting that championship. I mean, it seems kind of mm-hmm. obvious that he's the guy. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, no, I think that's great. You know, you tell a little story to get him to the top, and then uh, we'll see where it goes from there. Exactly. And the show closes out with the brawl between Team 1.0 and 2.0. Yeah, they they took that right to the finish. Yep. So, uh, anyways, uh, let's go ahead, and I'll see if there's any. I posted up the question thread here on Patreon a little bit on the late side, but we'll go ahead and uh, see. Uh, well, we've got one here from David Matushek saying, "Do you think that uh, Vince's vision for the future of any NXT wrestler?" Also hinders any prospects to make it to the big time. I honestly don't think that Vince has much of a vision for anybody in NXT. I think he has probably like a general direction or directive like, hey, big guys, athletes, we're not pulling from the indie ranks anymore. And then you develop them. When we get them to main roster, we'll just do whatever we want with them. And there will be no continuity between NXT and main roster because that is not, not a priority for him at all. It doesn't seem like it. No, no. You'd think that would be one of the benefits of taking the approach they have, which is they're kind of building them from the ground up. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and then if if you do it that way, they're at NXT. They they develop their own brand, potentially their own following. So when they come to the main roster, to a certain degree, they're a known commodity. Yeah, it, dude. Honestly, it seems to be the one thing that they just don't care about. Like that is such a low priority so for them. It's so bizarre. Um, I mean, I. I mean, it's one it's one thing for the for the company to not acknowledge really wrestling outside of WWE, but you'd think they'd at least acknowledge wrestling underneath, you know, under the WWE umbrella. It's a weird thing where so often they don't. They they don't consider their hardcore fan base. I kind of under, understand. They understand that the hardcore fan base is going to put up with anything. Because they're the hardcore. Even this this week, White Brownie says NXT. I'm actually kind of surprised that NXT 2.0's ratings haven't just fallen off a cliff. Yeah, it's at 637 thousand, which is a pretty good number for them, and yeah. a .18, which is uh-huh. an up, you know, which is up in 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 the demo, right? Mm-hmm. I think the philosophy is the hardcores are going to stay, so it doesn't really matter if we cater to what they want to see, which I would think is some continuity. You know, the hardcores love the Easter egg stuff. The vast majority of people who watch the MCU stuff won't catch all the little Easter eggs in it, but they do appreciate the crossover stuff. I think in Vince's head, he's like catering to the two plus million that watch SmackDown. That's what he cares about. And it's like, well, I don't really have time to like be booking them all the way from NXT. So once they come here, we're just going to rebook them. But you think at least from, especially for inexperienced performers, there's a benefit to spending time in NXT, learning, developing your character, so that by the time you get called up, you know that character, and you know how to perform that character. Then you get called to the main roster, and they're like, "No, this is this is who you are now." You kind of have to start all over. I agree. I, and you're I hamstring at people who get called up, and I, I I get from the perspective of. Your hardcore audience is going to watch NXT. You get your six hundred thousand plus or minus 20,000 basically every week. Mm-hmm. And if you want to kick, it, it doesn't seem like it has to be a mutually exclusive thing. You could have your cake and eat it too. It just takes someone from the main roster side of things, giving some basic directive to people NXT about, all right, 
we like this guy. Let's try this. Yeah. You work on that. There's someone who oversees it. If they're not, and, and they report to Vince. Vince isn't into it. Guess what? You adjust course in NXT rather than after they get called up. Yeah, I dude, look, I don't disagree with you. I just think that if it's so unimportant to Vince, why would he bother? It's so if, it was, if NXT was so unimportant to Vince, then we'd still have NXT 1.0. He wasn't happy with the talent that NXT 1.0 was producing for him, so he hit the reset button on He it. didn't like the raw meat. He didn't like the raw meat. I think that's what it was. He didn't like the raw meat. He wants better raw meat. He doesn't want bad cow. He wants good cow. That's all that that that's all I can think of. I look, you know me. I'm I'm totally with you. I love the great call-ups. But those are so far in the past. It just seems obvious at this point where it's like you always have to think whatever they're doing, you have to think so much more simpler. You know? Yeah. It's like, okay, yeah. they're they're not looking. It's like uh they're they're just doing this week to week. Even main roster, but it's week to week. You know, they're not looking at, you know, oh, well, let's get some continuity here because they just still don't think that wrestling fans care about that. It's just the disconnect. Well, guess what? They're wrong. You'd be wrong. Yeah. You'd be wrong. Uh, Jonathan says, how long until Braun wears the chain mail? How cool would it be if he had the chain mail on coming out for his entrance for war games? All the cool. It'd be amazing. It'd be it'd be fantastic. Not going to happen, though. Uh, let's see here. King CDM says, have you ever been so conflicted with what you think is going to happen to progress the story in wrestling as a whole, but want the opposite to happen so bad? He says, I think NXT 2.0 is going to win because I'm sure Vince is in a rush, but I want 1.0 to win so much. So I kind of disagree with the fact that Vince is in a rush necessarily. I think, yeah, like the transition was really quick, but Braun didn't win against champ in that first match. That would have said a lot. And mm-hmm. I think that they are. I think Shawn Michaels, whoever's in charge, is trying to tell a story here. Um, and so I do think that an NXT 1.0 win is probably going to play into that. But if it doesn't happen, I wouldn't be shocked either. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Prime Joy of Bearding, not NXT related, but WWE edited out Liv's line about releases. What's the point of having shoot promos if you are then going to edit it out? It had a really bad reaction. Yeah. And so they took it out is the only thing I can think of. But again, it's one of those weird things where it's like, man, you think Vince wouldn't care about that. But um, I don't know. It's it's always the weird thing about what is the right hand? know, what is the left hand doing? Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. You know? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. Metal Nerve says, I like Tesha Price's story on Dark. She turned heel and got more aggressive because she was losing matches. It was simple and subtle, but it was working for me. And yeah, now she her story is she's uh, hanging out at NXT. Uh, Shane's birthday Twitter, Malcolm Bivens and Robert Stone, the most underrated managers in wrestling. Um, they've saddled. I kind of feel like, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say they saddled Bivens with an uninteresting group. So he's underutilized. Robert That's Stone is underutilized. Yeah. Robert Stone has been perpetually underutilized. Yeah. yeah. I thought that stone stuff with Rhea Ripley was really good back in the day. Yeah. Like he's he's like both of them are really funny. They're really talented. Really funny. Yeah. And really talented. Yeah. And and yeah, they just they I don't know. They they there's a ton of potential for both of them in WWE. It just feels like they're just getting stuck with with bad creative. Mm-hmm. Uh White Brownie, if one does win at war games, who would be next for Champa? It's probably be- someone on team one as the uh, next contender. Oh, oh, okay. So they wouldn't go straight to Braun from that? No, I don't think so. Because Braun could be like, I didn't lose event. that match. The other guys did. Ric Flair lost that match, not me. 
Uh, Tronin, do you think you could book all of WB's roster to be as interesting and, and as fun as AEW? Yeah, we did it before. It was called We Book Raw. We Book Raw. It was our 2K18-19 series, and it was probably the best thing that's ever been on the internet. And we did it. If, if not the best, one of. Look, man, we had a tag team called Fin Too Deep. Yeah, it was two Finn Balors. It was two Finn Balors, and they were called Fin Too Deep, like in mm-hmm. Too Deep. Yeah. Give me yeah. a break. Come on, that's just, that, <laughs> that's just one fucking idea we had, and we did it, and it was great. It was proof yeah. positive, it was great. Uh, uh, Alistair Black was the ice cream man. Yeah. Writes itself. Yeah. Writes itself. It was great. Uh, you know, Drew McIntyre was nude. Yeah, he wore he wore tights that were flesh-colored, but then mm-hmm. he had the front area pixelated. Yeah, people get mad when uh, Vince changes Ricochet. Yeah, we changed him to warp speed. And then Mustafa Ali was light speed. It was great. Mm-hmm. They were they awesome. Had a, they had a feud. We had like three Sasha Bankses. Yeah, yeah. We had yeah. a te- we had a te- space time uh, uh, warping uh, uh, technology. Rawgate, yeah, Rawgate. And we kind of predicted the new more like kind of uh, Chill Roman. Oh, was... we called Chill Roman. Yeah. yeah, is is if you take Roman Reigns now, and make him a face, you get Chill Roman. It'd be Chill Roman. It'd be Chill Roman. Yeah. Uh, dang MQ, if NXT UK had war games, who would be in it? We'd have Gallus. Gallus yeah. would be uh, yeah. one team. Gallus boys on top. Imagine if they would have done Gallus, British Strong Style, have Pete Dunn come back yeah. versus Imperium. Oh, that's so good. That's it. That's so good. I like that. Oh, yeah. We had Flesh McDaniel Bryan. He was the Raw Gate whistleblower. He was, yeah. God, that was a great story. We had that. We had. Um, I think he broke Vince McMahon's leg in a ladder match. I am. I have been thinking about doing like a, you know, like you used to have your best of HBK compilation tape. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do like mm-hmm. a best of compilation for Bonzo Gonzo. It's good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then, it's of good. course, honestly, I the creme de la creme, the provocateur, the auteur, the, auteur. the erotic filmmaker, Eric Young, and his yeah. entourage, Young Love. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. It was great. It was sexy, sexy like it should be. Anyways, <laughs> we're gonna continue this uh, this uh, uh, madcap adventure of us of ours here on the Twitch. But this is done. We're done for the show. I yeah. stopped being able to talk properly. <laughs> Same. I mean, I started that way. So I'm just thinking of of We Book Raw. It's so good. I know. There's so much fun stuff. Yeah. Anyways, so much fun stuff. Thanks for watching, everybody. We'll be back tonight for our AEW recap. And until next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today.